Hey, you and Tini, welcome back to the all UVcast channel. And uh, I've got my man Anthony joining me today. We are going to recap the season opener against Udinese, and we're going to tackle all the surrounding topics. And there is a lot of surrounding uh, topics, a lot of uh, aftermath coming from these uh, this match uh, whatnot. But uh, I think we're both uh, in the right frame. We both watched the game twice, um, went over things, and uh, we'll offer, uh, I think, a little perspective that's needed out there based on some highly highly reactionary stuff you feel the same there uh, Anthony first I just want to welcome everyone who's joining and say this is a safe space for you to come and relax and it's it's not all gloom and doom here we will have a great day the sun came up everyone and it's week one so let's there just relax go. and have a great conversation because it's Monday there you go. There you go. I like it. Uh, Luca coming in here, Alan and doing cost work. Eric, uh, sure. it's never a, never an all UV cash show without uh, Eric taking a little uh, slice out of you. There you go. Uh, Thanks for keeping it positive, Eric. Time Appreciate it. Thank easy, you. easy. Uh, David for far Morning, morning, David. Uh, thanks for joining us here. And then uh, we've got uh, Vimala Manoj there. Okay. Let's go, guys. Let's get into it. Let's get into this. Where okay. do we start, uh, Alfonso? Yeah, well, match recap. We're going to hit on uh, some of the highlight points. First of all, um, we got to get a look at um, our lineup because we had the projection lineup, right? Mm -hmm. The projected one. And uh, it ended up being uh, completely uh, different. Um, and that's kind of <laughs> where all the uh, drama unfolded before this thing. Uh, even had the whistle blowing man okay and it was basically uh the omission of cristiano ronaldo um not only that even ended up seeing uh chiesa not in there and you can see here on uh, our graphic this is what we ended up getting we all thought it was going to be uh that kind of christmas tree uh formation but it ended up playing out as a 442 um but yeah this was the lineup we ended up going with okay sandro delic nucci danilo across the back chesney of course in goal we'll get to chesney um benton ramsey bernardeski across the middle quadrado up top with dibala and then uh, morata as your nine um yeah and then uh, it all kind of unfolded with ronaldo we will get to that my thoughts on the lineup were regardless who's in, who's out, it's Udinese, it's a season opener. This lineup's more than capable of getting the job done. That was as brief as I could put in how I felt. Anthony, your thoughts? Well, when you when you bang home a goal in two minutes and 52 seconds, uh, you have no issues with the lineup. You know? Exactly. You know, everyone was thinking, oh, here we go, Max with a master stroke. And listen. I'm a big Max fan. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, beat on him today, but uh, it, the beating goes, you know, it's it's gonna be smeared across the entire team. But you know, goal real quick, no issues with the lineup. Uh, I, I thought it was a great, uh, you know, great start, great first 23 minutes for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we get off to, um, as you said. Great start early on, three minutes in, and uh, Dybala uh, finds one. Beautiful goal, great uh, ball movement to get up there. And uh, then we uh, carry on, and honestly, um, 22nd minute, uh, great ball from Dybala. Again, another counter. We come from uh, our own area, 
work the ball out. Uh, Dybala with a great touch uh, by his opponents and then quickly spotting Quadrado and uh, initializing that uh, 1v1. That Quadrado does a fantastic job on it, buries home. 2-0 for you. One, one thing about that was that was a bit against the run of play for the for about six, eight minutes. Udinese kind of had us pinned there a little bit. I, I wouldn't say a lot of pressure, but you know, it was it was really against the run of play. I believe Bernadeschi stole it in the box and or uh Benton Corn and it was a quick tap out, and then yeah, the one one time touch uh to uh, Quadrado was unbelievable. Now, before that, in the eighth minute, there was another play where Dybala almost did the same thing where he he caught a slicing Bernadeschi who got in in behind the defense. Might have been offside, but he, you know, Bernadeschi was just a tad too late for that one. So Dybala was picking those out all day. Yeah. And I actually all day meeting the, the first half. Yeah, and I liked what Bernardeschi was actually doing in there. I think it was a little bit unfortunate on his part that the run of play seemed to always be right side dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, which you would expect again. I kind of called it on the match day live. I always anticipated Sandro being the one that's kind of not pushing up uh, his flank and us to go through Danilo. Once you saw Quadrado in the lineup, you kind of expected it because we saw it all last season, right? right? Uh, just heavy, heavy, heavy going through Quadrado and that flank with him and Danilo on that one it was kind of. Uh, easy to spot um but you're right it was a little bit against run of play uh 18th minute is when udinese had their real top chance with a header off up set to there but um we could like i kind of spun around there he you know that was his man he kind of got on that header he kind of got spun around and it was you know poor you know maybe either positioning or you know body work on his on his man on that one for sure yeah and the foot gradually came off in the first half for Juve after that second goal, um, but honestly, still still looked fine. Very, very organized at the back. Um, for me, though, we could have really controlled things better, um, and that was mm-hmm. the ongoing thing throughout this match for me was the control. The possession was not quality, and Ramsey, for me, Um, He was being shut out partially by Udinese. You could see their strategy to make Juventus play up the flanks, trying Mm -hmm. to cut him out there. And he did look a little uncomfortable when he did get the ball. Um, His his, uh, sense of urgency, let's say, just wasn't where kind of expected it. Um, And at times uh, his passing, it was just, it was a little awkward. Bentoncourt, on the other hand, fantastic i thought he had a really really strong game looks mm-hmm. a different player already um and then uh, bernardeski again we talked about it i think it was more out of his hands in terms of how he got involved but the half ends uh 2-0 uh morata ends up with an opportunity late in the uh first half just going sh- wide short side but honestly that's how i felt about the first half it was a good first half for us mm-hmm. strong first match of the season which everybody's really really got to remember and uh Honestly, I wasn't too concerned because I don't see Ramsey playing that spot other than getting us by this moment where we have no Rabio, no McKinney, uh, Locatelli still trying to get into his form for us. No Arthur. Arthur is injured. Yeah, we got to remember that too. This is really, really makeshift. And then you'll throw in the Ronaldo thing, which we will get to after we wrap up this second half. But Take it easy, everybody. We'll get to it. Take it easy. Yeah. So halftime, your thoughts at halftime? Uh, you know, screw the winners. Just give us the trophy right now. You know, things are looking great. <laughs> like, why? What? What? 
you can't tell me that there was no Juventus fan that was thinking this is perfect. You know, we've we've exercised the demons of last season, and you know, Max is back, and we're off and rolling. This is going to be a six nothing victory. That's what I thought. I'm gonna, you know, everyone and everyone who didn't think that they're lying. Yeah, yeah. And then the second half starts. Yeah. Um, one thing that was amazing to see was Dybala was in incredible form. He was actually a treat to watch that first half. Uh, he was in on everything, in on absolutely everything. So loved it. Um, we carry on. Second half begins uh, 49th minute. Easily dispossessed up top by Morata. Um, I didn't like how just, yeah, easy. There was a quick one, two midfielder gives him the ball. It just needed to go back to him as he made his uh, slide across the middle. Morata tries to do a little too much with it. Easily dispossessed. Udinese come back. The part on this that is really, really frustrating is that Ramsey literally does nothing on this. Hands point. in the air. Hands he literally the air. did nothing. He stood there. His player's running at him. He's in the defensive position. His player passes the ball off, and Ramsey turns, looks at the ball, doesn't move a step, doesn't stay with his man. Danilo is in behind him, gets caught as he has two guys out on the wing. He can't get to his guy in time. Regardless of all this, Chesney needs to swallow this shot up. Mm -hmm. It's on the carpet. It's not incredibly hard. And uh, the unfortunate thing about it when you watch it, he's trying to do the textbook thing. He's trying to just tap it into his uh, mm -hmm. gut region between his belly and his thighs. The problem is he hits it right off his damn knee. It pops out. He's scrambling. We end up taking the, in a PK. Such an avoidable goal on everybody's uh, account. Um, it was just way too easy for you, Nazi, to get into that shooting position and then Tech's got to be much, much better on that. One. He he makes that save a hundred times a day in training. Yeah, right? that's a it's a textbook save. I, I get all the vitriol to 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 Chesney. He has to make that save. Danilo was standing right there when that ball popped out, and I don't know if he was just, you know, he just he just got caught, you know, daydreaming just a little bit because he had two men running at him. But uh, like Danilo has to help him out there. On, I think I'll, I'll get I'll give him a I'll give him a pass on the save, but the way he jumped at the at the striker, like he's got it, he's got to know he's going to take him down, and he had help behind him. There was help there. Yeah, it's a tough one. That's a, it's just it's such a tough one. It's after you bobble that one and put it out there, it's so bang bang that it's mm -hmm. just like you know like and it, he didn't miss by much. I mean, he was pretty close. It's just it's frustrating. As far as Danilo goes, I think again, you are just anticipating your keeper to eat that one again. He enough. makes that yeah. in training how many times, right? It's it's a frustrating, it's a tough one. Anyways, of course it had to be an ex UV guy. Pereira steps up and buries the PK. We got a two one game. Now, um, did you notice on the PK that Chesney put himself at a position on that as well? He was he was do he was sliding and he took one step to his right. But he never took that step back. So when he took that step to his right, there's a good angle of it behind the shooter uh, in the replay. He takes a step to his right, so to his right, yeah. and he doesn't come back. So Pereira now has an added foot and a half on that right. So you knew where he was going, and he just he he made it so easy for the striker to finish that ball. It's, he 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 lost that mind game as soon as he took that step and never came back. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a, it is what it is at that point. I mean, the PKs, it's always a bonus if your keeper's going to make the stop. I'm, it's not expected, right? Um, you got a 2-1 game. We come back, relatively nothing play, uh, just a cross from Sandro, ends up finding Morata perfectly. We put it off the post. Um, tough, tough one. You're still keeping uh, Udinese in there. And then we get a sketchy scenario with an awful challenge from Danilo um, right at the top of the area there. Uh, fortunately, after going to VAR, it was offside anyways, and that saved him because that could have been uh, – that was a penalty shot. Oh yeah, that was that was that would have that was a PK for sure. But it would have changed things even for the worse. And this is one of the things we'll get to after in how we kind of approach that second half, which I wasn't a fan of. Which again, these are trends we've seen for a couple seasons now. Playing strong for sections of matches, shutting off. You know, and just not keeping that intensity level up. This is not something new. And we knew Max was going to have work to do. And it's match day one. So I don't expect it to be sorted. But it's frustrating in this one because we have to be honest with ourselves. It's Udinese. And we got to mm-hmm. we gotta do a better job. Again, the control was just not there. We just didn't control this one. 59th minute, you get like three subs. Killini in. Um for Ramsey, Ronaldo in for Marata, and Kulishevsky in for Bernardeski. Um, yeah, a little bit of a switch there with Danilo ended up kind of going in to make up for Ramsey, um, Chiellini coming in at the back. Honestly, it is what it is. I thought, you know, this is a little bit strange. Um, but again, the guys that are out there should be good enough to control this match and see it through. That's the bottom line. What do you think? It is. It is, but... We were talking about this in the group chat during the match. What formation was that? Was that a 3-5-2? Was that a 5-3-2? Like, I, I understand you can see where everyone was sort of positioned, but, you know, Sandro was kind of up on the left. Was he pushing? Was he was he hanging back? Danilo, you know, there in the midfield in the register role? Like, it, it didn't – it seemed kind of discombobulated when it, when it first got out there, and you could see there was some confusion – like they like they haven't run that before, so yeah, that that was a mind boggling for me. It, it was a, a bit strange, but again, I'm, I'm it's sorry, but yeah, it just <laughs> these guys gotta gotta figure out again. Even if you look at the formation before and you look at the guys after these changes, we were so bad in possession, and we coughed up the ball so much. And the second half was just so so flat. Maybe Max shouldn't have made um that little experiment uh you know in match day one or whatnot but was it really an experience they seemed kind of out of place i don't i don't know a bit maybe but i think if you're gonna do it you do it on match day one what's that if you're gonna do it do it on match day one yeah yeah i don't know anyways we, we we continue on here and uh again 62nd uh minute and cr7 just after coming in, misses a sitter on his head. Um, he's got to bury that one. He knows it. He knew it too. Um, frustrating one there. Um, great opportunity. Three minutes later, Bentoncourt absolutely smashes one off the bar or off the post. Frustrating again. We can't seal this thing. And you almost just sense it, man, when stuff like that happens. You keep a team in. You keep mm-hmm. a team in. 
it could change. And the way this match was going and us just not being able to have quality possession, you'd never know. You just never know. And uh, sure enough, uh, 82nd minute and Tech is just sleeping. He's asleep at the wheel and he gets caught. We think we're going to be saved. We're not. And uh, there you have it. 2-2. Two, two. There's the goal. And uh, man, both goals completely avoidable. And I'm sorry, like it's 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 tough to always single a guy out, but honestly, man, if throughout all this stuff that we talked about, I talked about this yesterday on Twitter. You can get as cute as you want about this match, subs, formations, tactics, all this. None of it would have mattered if Chesney was at the standard that he needs to be. That's how I feel about. It. Okay. None of it would have mattered if Shed. Right. These two errors were critical, man. They both led to goals. He he did get put in a pickle on the second one. Like that was, I, I understand a, a goalie at that level. He beat the first guy. That's fine. I you can see what he was trying to do. He was but trying to is, kind of toss it over the leg. Disagree we disagree. We talked about it yesterday. You you you're saying you know he's put in a pickle, but. That first guy, he didn't have to beat if he makes that pass immediately when he gets that ball, because that option to the right was there. He, he never, I never like a goalie passing across an empty net. It's never, I. <laughs> that is a big no-no. Oh, they do man. it all the time, it's, though. It's, but it's, it's it's there at that level. I get what you're saying. It's it's like a fundamental of do's and don'ts. But again, you are also growing up taught don't pass to your goalie while he's between the pipes. Put the pass out to the corner so that he moves out there. Like Eric the just said in the level, chat, you're send going it, send to gain it out, some man. fundamentals, right? Right. That's just a tough one, man. That's a tough one. But Tex, I don't know. He's got to do better. I, I agree he's got to do better. Anybody else because we're, we're still, still two completely avoidable goals. And even after he beats yes. the first guy, just – Pump it out or something, or even put it out for a corner if you're not a hundred percent sure you're gonna pop that thing by that guy. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's frustrating for me. I can't. I can't excuse those mistakes. Match day one. Hopefully he makes no more because, of course, after the summer and the rumors, Chesney was gonna be under the microscope. All every every blade of grass he touches is gonna be analyzed. Hundred hundred and fifty percent, man. Um, he could be Bernardeschi's replacement on Whipping Boy uh, this year. Could be. If, if he lasts that long. Now, if people keep mentioning Pin, Pinsolio over Chesney, I'm just going to shut them down. I'm just going to leave. If people keep writing that, Pinsolio will start like... He- We're going to get to the Chesney, the Chesney uh, talk to you, scenario. We, we basically got a couple minutes here to wrap up. Basically, 91st, Dabala does great work, gets stopped from range. 94th, we think we have it solved, and then you have an offside. Um, by and, an arm, uh, this one uh just kind of frustrated so many Juventini here. Um, but let's get your thoughts, Anthony, on this offside call. It's offside, it is, it is, and like there's no Go saw a lot of confusion. And saying like the line doesn't make sense, and some people are saying it's his elbow, and not it's not actually his elbow, it's the armpit because mm-hmm. you can score with this section of your chest 
where it That's meets right. shoulder there and whatnot. And you could score with that. And by rule, if that is beyond the last defender, it's it's an offside. Mm-hmm. There's it's just that's the way it is. It's crappy. It's chintzy. Whatever. Does he get advantage off or whatnot? That's not. And I know that the Premiership's trying to change this rule, but if you look into the change that they're trying to make, it makes no sense and creates an even bigger gray area. Because then all I of a sudden nothing. you're getting into does he get advantage off it? Does he not? What not? You got to make it somewhat simple, which is if any part of your body that score, and I agree with the rule. If any part of your body that can score is beyond that last defender, then it's offside. Because otherwise you're opening up even more of a gray area. What do you think? I'm not going to get into this whole big can of worms, but people a lot smarter than you and I and everybody in this chat came up with this technology. And they some people say, well, it's on an angle. That's all taken into account. The angle, the, you know, it's, it's, they've tried to make it as black and white as possible. I, I don't agree with it, but it's, you know, a lot of people are asking for this, you know, technology to come in to help the game to, you know, all these offside goals that counted. Well, this is what you get. And that and right there is offside. That is just it. And this is kind of how I feel. You either embrace the technology and realize that you're going to get these microscopic calls or you get mm-hmm. rid of it completely. Correct. There is no, you know, nope. happy medium where it's going to be all happiness. Like it just won't happen. So you either take this and you're going to get these, mm-hmm. but in the same time, it's going to help you sometimes um in your own end when it goes under the microscope it goes both ways it just it is what it is we either take it or leave it but for me sadly it's offside mm-hmm. it is that's just um, how the second half went that goal was going to be offside what's that once it went to var we all knew it was going to be offside based on how the second half was going yeah yeah and uh yeah it's frustrating frustrating and uh cristiano still got the yellow card on his celly ripping off the, the, <laughs> the kit and i don't think they revoked it uh so that's, uh, that's no. interesting. uh but yeah the end the match ends in a draw uh frustrating one that felt like a loss for many even teen and it is frustrating two points to leave i'm still hitting uh tech hard for this one because he's he's got to be big after you go through a year where you were outplayed by Gigi buffon mm-hmm. um much much older than you Gigi buffon uh still at gold though but You've got to respond, man. And in a season opener, to cost us two, unacceptable, man. Unacceptable. It'll be very but, interesting to see how it goes. He starts next week, though. Hundred percent. Well, here we go. We'll get in all that. But realistically, like in the grand scheme of things, I still did see a lot of positives. And the one thing I'm going to say to all you Ventini that are watching is, this is not going to be our lineup moving forward. This is not our go-to, okay? Um, We talked about the guys that weren't going to be able to be in this lineup and whatnot. I think still, overall, you saw a lot of good things. We did have moments in this game where the ball movement was nicer than it's been in a long, long time. And uh, honestly, if Paulo Dybala can keep that Paulo Dybala going, it's all but good things for you, babe. Let's let's all relax, take a deep (laughs) breath. And get going. But now we're going to get into some of these things, okay? Let's kick it off with Cristiano Ronaldo and the start of the match and basically him coming out and, uh, well, not coming out for the starting lineup. And uh, the questions begin. 
Fabrizio, Fabrizio Romano, throwing out the bomb that he is asked to leave Juventus. And I was, I, I literally said, I was unsure about how to take the whole thing because of all the information, not just what's in front of you right at the moment, but mm-hmm. all the information. Cause I'm thinking about this in my head and I'm like, Max Allegri does not to me seem like the guy that's going to all of a sudden come out there and give you a definitive answer. Like Cristiano told me he's staying, he's staying. Mm-hmm. He would deflect in my personal opinion. If he was unsure, there was, a, I don't think he's even going to get into it. the fact that he came out and just said, he's staying. Um, I don't know. I just, I took the whole thing kind of weird, you know, like I was like, nah, something's not right. The fact that if Cristiano Ronaldo did ask to leave, I personally think he wouldn't have even been at that stadium. It, he it, traveled it, with the team. That's big. Like, I personally don't even <clears throat> think he would have been at that stadium. That, that's <clears throat> me looking at this. Okay. The other thing was Cristiano Ronaldo, you watched throughout this game, his the way he was acting and little breaks here and there and giving instructions to players, helping them out, whatnot. And then coming in, it's, I just, I don't know. Could he still be leaving? I mean, the rumors are still out there. Sure. Of course he could leave. Did he ask for whatever, but the whole thing was bizarre. And I didn't jump to any conclusions immediately because you saw all the attacks on Ronaldo, get him out. For me, it's real simple, regardless, not only Cristiano Ronaldo, any player on our team for mm-hmm. me, in or out, it's Juventus first. Always. It's always Forza Juve, Fino alla Fina. Any player. That is it for any player. But this thing was really weird. And I got a little bit uh, ridiculed on Twitter there and whatnot because I didn't jump to just attack Ronaldo and say maybe it's a technical decision. Maybe it is a technical decision. And I got ridiculed for that. And everybody said a technical decision to keep Ronaldo out in the first match. And I want to explain this. Mm-hmm. Technical decision does not always reflect tactics. People need to understand that. People didn't understand me tweeting that when I said maybe it is Max setting a tone. And the reason I, I was confused as to what's going on in this whole situation is Cristiano Ronaldo, we know the body language. He is a body language guy. You can read on his face, on his body language, what he's feeling most of the time. Last season, it was very, very frustrating. This training camp, he's he also got questioned early about his mm-hmm. attitude and the way he looked in training and whatnot. Maybe Max is trying to set the tone and just say, hey, you're either in or you're out. And that's why I was confused too, because for me, I truly do believe Max would have the balls to do something like that. And that's why I didn't quickly jump on just jumping on Ronaldo whatnot. I thought maybe Max did make that call because I could see it. But what do you think? So there, there is, there is, um, I would say there is substance to when there's smoke, there's fire, right? So maybe there is behind the scenes, he's looking for, you know, a transfer, but you never heard anything from the player and you have to give him credit for that. He hasn't come out and said, I want to leave. I know he put that Instagram post up there that said, but it didn't say Forza you at the end, whatever. I, I'm, I'm with you on the tactics point. Like, let's remember, we play Udinese who stink. Then we play Empoli who stink. 
And then there's a then he has three games with Portugal in six days. So why is it not plausible that the player asked the coach, hey, you probably don't need me for these two games. I'll start on the bench because we have three big qualifiers coming up. And then after that, we go full boat. No one's really talking about that. Like maybe he did say, I'm 37. We have a long season. Uh, I got a quick international break. Let's start with uh, let's start with something else. But no, because since it's Ronaldo, he's selfish and he's uh, quote unquote a cancer in the locker room. And I challenge anyone to take that word out of their vocab- vocabulary. Calling someone a cancer doesn't know anybody who's ever had cancer or who passed away from it. So don't ever use that term. It's disgusting. Second of all, you don't know what he is in the change room. From all indications, he's a great teammate. So either either theory is plausible that he is either you know, benching himself, doesn't want to get injured, there's a transfer, or he has a lot of games in a short amount of time and he wants to rest himself. Why isn't why isn't one possible over the other? It's a t- and that's just it. I think like there's just a lot to it right now. And I think also what we have to realize is that um we are winding down the Mercado. All of these guys yeah, involved eight days. are gonna try and hit those clicks hard. Hard to wrap up the 10 days, and he's the big, big name. The one thing that's constant throughout this whole thing that you take out of Ronaldo news and him leaving, and why I believe Max really, there are no buyers as of yet. If Ronaldo was gonna move, you don't think any of the teams that would want him would you think they would wait this long? No, no, they would have been on it. It, it's just like if you have the chance to add him and you want to add him, it's not a guy you sit around and wait for. You make the move happen. That's why I just I can't see him leaving at this point. You know, next season I see I think I see him playing out this year for us, seeing his contract out. I, I just don't mm-hmm. see if if some obviously things could change um, drastically and rapidly, but we know that it was true. Mendez, his agent, had shopped him around before mm-hmm. he hit training camp like shopped him to all the teams that it was possible number one that Ronaldo would accept a move to and that it would be possible for them to make a move and it hasn't happened so again I just there's too much happening here that for me is going against him actually leaving yeah it's okay I can't see it but you know it's it wouldn't be the first time I'm wrong and it ain't gonna be the last time I'm wrong if it does happen and either way, in or out, it's all about the black and white stripes. You That's know. right. That's where I tie my allegiance to, you, and that nothing changes. So I'm with these guys regardless of what ends up happening. But uh, definitely, definitely a scenario, I will say this, that we do not need. Just like the DeBall extension, all this noise needs to be shut down, and the team needs to get the job done. What I was concerned with was how perplexed Nedved looked in the stands throughout this entire match. Very, very strange. Even when we were up 2-0, he just looked... He like just Luca. Looked really, he looked like really Luca. Perplexed. And it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. What was that, Andy? If, if Luca was watching a match, that's what he would look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, but let's get to some of these other uh, topics. So we talked about, uh, you know, uh, Ronaldo now. Let's get to Chesney. We've got to talk about Chesney. Do you go with Mattia Perrin? Absolutely not. Next match. You don't? No. 
No, okay. I, I'm a massive pitting fan. I've always liked him. Uh, even when he was at Juventus, I always thought he was one of the top goalers in Europe. Big fan of his. Chesney starts next week. Pettine starts after the international break. Pettine's he's going to be the starter at the end of the year. Based on I, – I think that's going to happen. I, I don't think Woji's out of his head yet. But Max has to send Chesney out next week. You, you, can't, you can't do that to your starting goalie. Pull him after one game. You have to send him out there. Yeah, I – and and you've got uh, Juventini that uh, say you set the tone by letting them know it's unacceptable. There's also that yeah. way to look at it. It's, it's a tough one, man. Uh, for you me, don't do that with goalies. I, I like Pivi. I, I do. I think how much I liked him changed after his first stint with us where he I thought he was going to challenge for that top spot. I mm-hmm. really did. And he let me down. Um and that still, I still have a bitter taste in my mouth from how he just didn't present himself the best in his first stint. I think we got to roll. We got to roll with Tech uh, against Empoli. I think like long. T- Perrine's going to get his chances. This is another way to look at it too. Do you just give him his chance? It is Empoli. What not? Do you say like, does it give Tech the opportunity to regroup, or do you put him right back into the fire and say, hey? Do what you what you can, right? You got to show confidence in one, but you got to let Perrine's sense of belief kind of be there too that he could get a shot because we got to remember Perrine wanted out of Juve. Mm-hmm. And this could be a way to kind of say like, hey, you know, you're going to get your opportunities. What better time than now when your guy costs you two goals? It's a tough one to... Look, I'm fine either way. I could see how max might go either way but i think max is gonna go back to Shedney. is it the right call is it not the wrong call it's a long long season i think as we get further on down it you're gonna be wanting to bank on Shedney more than you're gonna want to bank on perrine unfortunately unless perrine when he does get the opportunities is lights, lights out, out. Gotta be lights that's out. up to him too because in his first stint he wasn't you know, mm-hmm. I get that he was the number one shot stopper yesterday, last season uh, in Syria. He also faced an absurd amount of them, and uh, <laughs> like statistics, <laughs> statistics show it's you're going to stop what it yeah. is, guys. Yeah. He was Chesney was always to be under the microscope after the Donnarumma thing fell through. But people have to realize we can't keep going back to the Donnarumma thing, and the reason why is it's simply this: you have to ask yourself this question. Would Juventus not sign Donnarumma if they could? Of course they would. Absolutely. We flat out couldn't make it happen. We're tapped out, guys. We, like, we're just, we're tapped out. Look at the deal we had to make just to bring Loka in. Two years free, deferring payment until 2023. And two and, months. Two months yeah, negotiating. Just, you guys. If they could have signed Donnarumma, they would have. A hundred percent. They just couldn't. Mm-hmm. So we just we have to leave that one alone, unfortunately. Hey, nobody would have loved to see Donnarumma uh, more Juventus than any of us. We've talked about it at the All UV Cast panel in the team chats. We all wanted Donnarumma. You know, mm-hmm. you just got to understand. We just couldn't make it make it happen. You know. Yeah, get Jack over it. Has a lot of work to do though. Chesney has oh, yeah. a lot of work to do because he's coming off a rough season uh, last uh, last year. He's got to start turning it around. Eric Asernio Gibbs, by the way, his choice 
for a turnaround player and unsung hero, not off to the best start. Uh, Eric was feeling that one yesterday. <laughs> but now um, let's get into uh, Dybala. Um, we saw a fantastic uh, performance from him. Obviously dropped off towards the end. Our guys were gassed. This is another reason why I talk about controlling possession and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's much, much harder to play when you're without the ball. That's when you're using all your energy, trying to get in position, trying to shut down the opponents and whatnot. Our guys were gassed pretty quick in this one. Again, first match of the season. Okay. Um, it's yeah, it's going to take It was quite hot. What's right. that? It, it was quite hot early. It was an earlier game, yeah. right? So. Yeah, it's just we got cast out whatnot. But Dybala, in the form that he was in, can he lead us? That's the question. Uh, again, massive Dybala fan. He th- with this team, there's too many weapons for him to have to do it by himself. He can he can lead, but the leaders. I discussed on the pregame pod, like, you know, Benucci and Kalini are your leaders, but Dybala has to lead with his, with his attacking play. Um, but it, it, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, to summarize all that on the first game because he doesn't have all the right tools around him, right? How much work does he have to do when he has Locatelli and McKinney and, you know, Bentoncourt in there, you know, with, with different weapons, uh, he will have to lead us, but he will not have to be the leader uh, going forward. He just have to leave. I just put just put the ball in the back of the net. That's yeah. all he has to do. Yeah, yeah. I think again, and we get into this. Uh, what you believe a leader, you know, needs to be, and everything like that. I have no problems with him having the armband. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, some guys do it based on performance. Some guys do it with the talk, you know, and the rah, rah, rah stuff. You can be a leader in different ways. Um, can Dybala be our leader? I think so. I think so. If he's, if he can consistently impact games like that and not just against Udinese, I think for sure he can, for sure he can, but we got, we got to see it. We got to see it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just, I see Dybala as being capable of being a leader for this team. Um, I truly, truly do. Um, he's got all the requirements. I mean, you know, been around the club for a while now. Um, his numbers for the club have been great. He he does mean a lot in terms of how we play when he's mm-hmm. on the pitch and when he's not on the pitch. You see a difference. The ball, just the progression of the ball movement and everything, it's different when he's out there. You know, um, and, yeah, he can lead in my personal opinion. I want to go one, back to the question that was asked. Yeah. We didn't get to uh, tackle here. Any chance we can sign uh, Navas or a new goalkeeper, at least some goalkeeper on loan? See, the thing is, you've got Chesney in there for $6.5 million on a season. He's not going to go anywhere. And I've heard a lot of the talk on Twitter about buying out his contract. Why? We just bought out, like, what four or five guys we needed to generate a bunch of capital this year, which we haven't. It's just at some point and you, you have, have Pedin on the bench. You have, you have a starting goalie on the bench. Yeah. I think, I think we just, I think we just remember Pop it's the match day one. Pop the brakes, everybody. Let's see, because 
all of a sudden, if you start getting into moves that are going to make you kind of go backwards financially or that you can't move and you're looking at that, that's a tough one. But tech has to be better. But let's just hope Perrine will be ready because Perrine will get his opportunities. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the answer within itself. And we don't need to hurt ourselves financially at the same time. Right. So could be the best of both worlds because Pierin wants his minutes too. So let's let's see what happens there. Allegri's words after this match. He's talking about my Juve can't allow two goals. He won't accept it. We can't allow two goals when we are in control. We concede goals on our own. They have to learn to understand the moments. So I've seen a lot of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of interesting takes yesterday, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and some people attacking Allegri, too, in match day one. Um, we knew he was going to have work cut out for him. One of the things I was defending Pirlo about last season, and people have to realize, we're not putting Pirlo at the same level as Allegri because they're not, okay? Allegri close. miles ahead. But what we're doing is identifying something that Max was going to have to work on. And to me, a lot of the time, the players weren't to the standard last season. And we saw what we saw yesterday. What we saw yesterday is not something that just popped up in Max Allegri 2.0. Like, Mm -hmm. this has been a trend for about three seasons now. Playing strong for a particular section of the match with a big let-up and costing yourself goals by your own errors. Max hit the nail on the head by saying the goals allowed need to be earned by the other team, not given. We have given too many goals up from our own mistakes over the past several seasons. I should say 12 months. That'll be easier. Yeah. It's been a lot. Awful, awful ones. So Max is right. One thing in his words I didn't agree with was when he said we were in control. We were in control against Udinese on the scoreline, but we weren't in control of the actual game. I disagree with saying we were in control. We we really weren't. The first half, you could say, sure, we were in control because we were organized defensively, and the second half got way too loose, and we, we were not in control. Well, I don't want to get into the semantics of sentence structures, but when you're you can be you can be under pressure and still in control of what you're doing, right? You're just in a shell. You can still be in control. So um, did Udinese have more possession than we thought they would? Yes. Were they ever completely in control of the match? No. I just – it's it's just had that feel of, you know, the Juventus still is the better side. You can still see that they they have control of what they're doing. It was just once that formation changed, even though they were – kind of in and out, not sure where guys were playing. They were still in control. It's just the mistakes. It's the not finishing and it's the mistakes. Yeah. Right. That not finishing, you know, putting the team away that game, we should have five goals. Let's not forget that. Okay. Chesney gave up two, but we hit two posts and Ronaldo has to finish that one. And then we have the offside goal. So, okay. Sorry. It should have been five, two instead of two, two. Like it's there's, you know, a game of inches, it can swing either way. Um, but no, I never thought we were completely out of control that game. No. It's not that we weren't. 
you know, I, I get what you're saying. I, it's just, it's, we, I, I still think we were in control of that game. That we were in control of our destiny of that game. I think we, I think we allowed Udinese far too much personally. Right. Like second half, there was way too much space, way too much space. We had defenders, um, had five feet sometimes between them and the the guys they had abilities to turn on them and whatnot and it's just like take it away take it away and if the guy's tired sub them out like it's just the whole thing was was bizarre i thought we just allowed udinese far too much for my liking um again no disrespect to udinese but our you're there's no reason we should have a 56 percent split on possession against udinese like we should be able to control that better with one midfielder on the bench. I, I I'm going to kind of give it a pass. I, I get, you know, we, with McKin with McKinney on, on suspension and Rabio at injured, uh, I'll, I'll give this one a pass. Just get our points on that dump and get the hell out of there. Yeah. You should have been three, take the one and get the hell out of there. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just, I never, I never truly, truly felt that way in this particular match it's it's an interesting one but let's go through some of the players uh here in this one okay uh, man of the match who's your man of the match for you the easy answer is Dabala, right uh, that's my assist right that's easy and i'll i'll for me the the one person that sean you know consistently was uh bentoncourt i thought he had a fantastic game he was all over the place maybe he had to do double the running because ramsey was doing half the running but uh, for for me, I guess if you want to call it unsung hero, or um, I, I I'd, I'd give it to Bentoncourt for sure. Great game yeah. for him, especially coming off of last season. The expectations, people crap, dumping on him all off season. I, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he definitely in the mix. He had a, he had a strong game, but for me, Dybala, it's it's just it's easy. Every, everything went through him, everything ticked and whatnot. When you look at Ramsey and his ability in that role, I think it shines an even bigger, brighter light on Dabala and how much he actually did. Cause for me, Ramsey, Ramsey, just that spot, I could see why Allegri thinks he can do it. And the other thing is we got to realize he kind of has to right now until we get uh, the guys back and whatnot. But uh, look at Delhi. Should Locatelli have been introduced sooner, given no. what was happening in the game and whatnot? No, no, he hasn't trained with the team. You, I don't know how much training he was doing with Sassuolo. I don't even know if he had any pregame matches with Sassuolo. So well, they didn't play him because of the ongoing transfer, uh, right? So no, uh, 89th, maybe a little late, but some people were saying, "Oh, why didn't he come in the 60th minute? Get off the drugs." 85th earliest. Like you don't, it's a long season. You don't want to bring him in way too early. I, I had no problems with him uh, coming in when he did. Quadrado is a good shout too for uh, Mount Match. Yeah. He put in a hell of a performance. A hell of a and and that and this this person here uh, brings up a good point. Debal, he did fall off a little bit in the second half, but it was that because you know the team, you know, he made those three substitutions in the 60th minute, so everything kind of changed around him. Or was it because it was fatigue? Or so there is a knock for Dubal not having such an exciting second half, but I think there was some out, uh, outside circumstances that could have affected that for for him. But Dubal is still a good show for man of the match. Yeah, I think so too. How did you feel about? Uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, whatnot, but uh, 
Bernardeschi, see a lot of comments out there from Juventini and thinking, you know, a lot recognizing he looks a different, a different player right now already so early on, but he mm-hmm. looks a little bit different. What was you, what were your takes on uh, Bernardeschi there? Well, in the pregame, uh, I said, I'm going to look at number 20 and number eight. Those are the two guys I'd be focusing on before the game. And I, I thought Bernardeschi had a good first half and in the good group chat, poor Eric was getting so frustrated with Sandro playing behind him, not, not pushing enough. So um, he had to do a little bit more work than I think he was planning on coming in and covering. And, you know, uh, there was the moments when Sandro did push up, you know, Bernadeschi was there to cover. Uh, I don't feel that uh, that left side with Bernadeschi and Sandro hurt the team. Uh, people are talking like, oh, Sandro, you know, this and that. But uh, no real pressure came from that side. I don't feel like um, – I think Udinese was trying to exploit that side a little bit, but nothing really came of it, which goes to uh, the good game. I think the solid game that Berndeski had. Yeah. I, I've i been intrigued with seeing him out of the middle. Uh, I'm still intrigued with seeing him out of the middle. I know a lot of Juventina are just saying he won't even come close to minutes out of there once we get everybody in the mix whatnot. But I think there's a decent change-up opportunity having him come out of there and uh i think we just got to see a little bit more of it i think we just got to see a little bit more of it i think this game obviously detrimental to him was just the way it played out and how we were just right side dominant right Mm -hmm. um and maybe maybe eric's right on just the fact of uh, sandro being behind him and things not really uh gelling there whatnot it's it's tough one man uh everyone knows my thoughts on uh Sandro and whatnot, but I'm not going to get into it because I'm going to try and keep things uh, on Positive. the up here. There you okay. go. Okay. Good for you. Morata. Alvaro Morata. What did you think of his individual game? Didn't really notice him that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had that He had that one shot off the side netting in the first half. I think it was closer to the end of the first half. Um, Header off the post. Okay, so my thing with number nines is is that you get to touch the ball 15 times a game, 15, 20 times, touches. It, that header has to go in the back of the net as a number nine. Now, he, he's a fragile soul, and there's not going to be a lot of things dumped on him because he gets down on himself. I, didn't, I think he was more invisible than visible. Uh, he didn't really hurt us. Um, I don't know. It was weird. He was there, but he, he wasn't really drawing defenders away. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of the same Morata that we saw in the second half of last season, not the Morata that we saw in the first half of last season. Yeah. I was pretty disappointed. If I have to be honest, uh, in Morata's performance, we needed, uh, far more out of him. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't know if I had to slap a rating on him, I'd probably, was it bad enough to go like down from six? Probably not. I'd probably just leave him at six. You know. Um, it, I guess. Yeah, I guess to your point, when when you're up, there. when you're up enough. two nothing, when you're up two nothing, you're hoping that number nine can find that third for you, right? Yeah. This is one mm-hmm. of the frustrating things too. Is that uh, Udinese did not play a shutdown game like to the extent we expected. No. Like it was a pretty open game. They were, were going for opportunities it. there and mm-hmm. whatnot, right? But, uh, man, and I talked about that first goal. It all started based on a decision Morata made with three guys surrounding him and losing the ball so easily when there was an outlet. 
Mm-hmm. And it's little things like that that nobody even picks out because the ball comes down and then you have opportunities to win it here and there. But we just we were so cheap with possession yesterday. And that's the one thing that just stands out to me throughout that match is how cheap we gave away possession. Um, but Morata, I expect uh, a lot, lot more out of him. So kind of touch on everybody's performances. We're uh, getting close here to the end. We're going to obviously take a look uh, ahead uh, next opponent, but there are some news uh, circulating that we'll touch on. Uh, I did in the UA Today show today as well, but Fajoli should be getting a loan wrapped up going out there. I think it's good for him. Agreed, Anthony. He needs to get out on loan and get minutes. Going to... It's most likely going to be Cremonese in Serie B. He's not going to be kept in Syria. It's just he won't uh, end up getting a loan there. Dragusin going to Cagliari uh, should be getting uh, sealed up in the next couple of days. Ranocchia uh, was supposed to be getting a Serie B loan out uh, to Vicenza, uh, finishing up at some point uh, in the next couple of days as well. I think it's good for these guys. The Dragusin one is the only one I'm kind of questioning i would probably rather have him around but i understand i understand Spend and that's just me because i don't have faith in who the other four would be the four don't say their names don't say their names they don't I won't. ruin your day i won't i can't let antonio <laughs> <laughs> live through that every time but that's why i personally i personally wouldn't um in terms of the cr uh debacle and all this the names being thrown out there if it were to go down coming in were gabriel jesus and martial personally it's just way too short notice, man. If we end up, say Ronaldo does go, there, I, I don't see enough time unless a particular team jumps on it and you can work one of those guys coming back. But I just... It has I just to be a player swap. Has to be. It, it would have to be. It would have mm-hmm. to be. The value on him, like what they're going for, apparently reported, is you would want 25 million euros on the purchase and then whoever buys him has to deal with his salary. Right. It doesn't sound like uh, he's willing to take any type of cuts or anything. So interesting. Well, we'll have to see. We have to touch on a little bit of a report here that come on that said McKinney for Dombele has been okayed apparently by Allegri. Who knows what not. Would you make that swap? So we, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. I, I don't really know enough about the other player because I could give two shits about the uh, the EPL. But uh, I like McKinney. Uh, uh, I'd, I'd prefer that he stays. Um, if if the people smarter than me think it's a like for like, that's fine. Because with with Locatelli coming in and with a you know Benton Core keeps playing the way he does, you know Rabio kind of I would say stole minutes from McKinney last year. So. This person and you know Bernadeschi playing the way he is this this you know McKenny or the player coming in is going to potentially be fourth on the on the depth chart. So uh, th- this for me would be a completely uh, financial move. You yeah. know, it's, it's selling a young talent. A lot of people aren't going to like it. I I like McKenny, but when it comes to when it comes to the dealing with the past sins of uh, former management. Sometimes you got to make the tough moves, and this yeah. this would be simply because of that. Got to make the tough moves. Or even Ben in his white pants are just saying we got to get this done. And the thing is, we got to be serious. Even if we would prefer McKinney, okay, which I I do. Um, Dom Belly is 
I, and I've, we addressed this before, he's more technically gifted. He's more skilled. However, McKinney's that guy that's overall just good at everything, right? Master none, but he's good at everything. Jack of all trades. Yeah. The only thing is, is that if you're going to get a player like Dombellian, hopefully he can get consistency with you, which he hasn't found, Tottenham. But if you can bring that in and still get the positive on the books, do it. Yeah, I, I think like there's worse ways to lose a player, and we were seeing that before. We just mm-hmm. bought out four guys' contracts. We're stuck with guys we can't move. If you're going to get a positive in the books and still bring somebody in, okay, um, that's not by any means uh, a bad bad scenario. So, is what it is. I would prefer McKinney, uh to stay. I like him. Uh, I think he adds quite a bit, but again, it wouldn't be the end of it. I think it really depends on where everybody places him on the depth mm-hmm. chart. Like some people have him at the bottom of our midfielders. I actually don't. I have him just barely outside that top three. Personally, mm-hmm. where do you have him in terms of our depth? Like I said, I have him fourth, right? Like, is he he's that guy oh. that super sub that's going to come on and that, that little switchblade that you can kind of put in uh, multiple positions. Uh, uh yeah like i said i like the player but yeah. if it's gonna get done it's all it's all about the benjamins on this deal that's for sure yeah calix yeah. Kalen uh, coming here can we just give them ramsey instead come on Baracci, do us a solid here if Baracci pulled that one off uh don't he owes us. question whether or not he is a juventino okay that's a good that's uh, a good point he does owe us one now Last, certainly not least, uh, just reported uh, Kyle George has picked up a knock in training. He's out for 10 days. Um, so, uh, yeah, they uh, found uh, a medium-degree lesion, um, and he's in his left eye. He's going to be out for uh, 10 days there. So, um, Morata, pick it up. Pick it up. Let's go. International break, whatever. We got Empley next week. We'll Let's just get the Bala. W. Chiesa, Ronaldo, and uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think we kind of covered it good. I think the main takeaway is it's match day one. Okay, we're gonna work out the kinks. We'll be okay. Um, and we got Mad Max back. We got one point. We dropped two. It's it's match day one. We gotta remember too. Allegri's teams they don't always come out of the gate like just steaming. You know, they don't always do that. Now I looked at this uh, and before. He's had work to do. I think it's a little hard to jump on uh, Allegri so early on. We knew he was going to have work to do. The biggest thing with these guys is the mistakes, yeah. shutting down the mistakes, shutting down um, basically um, the mental uh, letdowns. And he talked about that in his interview too. This is a, not a matter of technicality. It's the head. It's just the mind. It's where they're at. Kellini talked about it all last year. That is the hardest thing for any coach to try and repair. Mm-hmm. It's down to the guys. We need the guys to do a better job. But again, when you look at that lineup and we wait and just see, our main lineup will not be anything like that. It's only a matter of time, kids. Yeah. They still should have got the job done. True. But, but that's not going to be that's not going to be our guys. We got Empoli up. Uh, next week, we're at home. We'll get the three points. 
we'll get to three points okay and we're gonna of course do match day live on that one thanks everybody for joining uh all you guys on live been fantastic with the comments the questions it's all been great like the video if you're in here come on takes a couple seconds helps out makes a big difference like the video subscribe to the channel if you haven't already we got a lot of great stuff uh this season and again don't worry this week and coming up again simply we are going to have uh, another match day live anthony um Final message for the Uintini out there? Week match one. Day one. Relax. Match day one. We're going to be okay. Anthony, your predictions came out uh, okay. We were all kind of a little bit... Uh, not, not bad. Not terrible. Yeah, we all kind of nailed something here and there yeah. and whatnot. But uh, remember, Anthony's got uh, Juve wrapping up the Scudetto by Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. There you go. We're All right, kids. To it. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. He's going to have to do something, maybe shave his head uh, on a live cast or something. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. He looks like he's uh, that he would have a problem with that. A lot of comments on your hair, Big by problem. the way. Looking fantastic. I noticed that earlier. Don't worry. I'll go I'll go back and deal with every one of those guys, especially Luca. But I'll, I'll deal with it. You don't worry about it. That's <laughs> uh, all good. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks, Anthony. Always a pleasure having you on. And Thank guys, you. relax. We'll be fine this season. We will be fine this season. We all predict a return to glory. We'll get there. It's not done on match day one. We'll be fine. Forza Juve, Fina Alafina. We'll talk on match day live before Empoli on the weekend. Ciao.